Welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs. It's another week. It's Monday. Last season, during the offseason, I said I was really excited about the TCU corners. I thought they could be the leaders of that defense. I was wrong about that, but I'm excited about that position group again. I'll tell you why next. This is Locked On Horn Frogs. You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I'm Stephen Simcox, your host. Last offseason, before the season started, I was working through the different position groups on the team, and I was really excited on the defensive side of the football about the TCU corners. I said, man, this group is going to be really good. Travis Hodges Tomlinson was a guy that had emerged in 2020. Noah Daniels had a good season. Keen Stewart, there were a few other players like C.J. Caesar. I know some of you might have just ducked when you heard that name. Um, But I thought those guys would provide some good depth. It didn't happen. It didn't come together. But I'm excited about this group again this season. And I know it's, you know, it's always great to start a show by saying I was wrong, but I'll tell you why. One, even though the, the position group as a whole struggled, and really, I mean, the whole defense struggled last season. So it was hard to find bright spots, you know, even within the defense because there were so many struggles. But Travis Hodges Thomason had a really good season. Again, you know, he's been a as close as I think, you know, they've had to a lockdown corner in a while. And so he's coming back another year. Um, he and Stewart, Noah Daniels are guys that have a lot of experience. And Noah Daniels is a really interesting player. I mean, I remember last year before the season, he got interviewed by Pro Football Focus, which stood out, one, because you just don't see TCU players talk much in the media besides the availability that they get after practice or after games. But – Pro Football Focus was talking to Noah and talking about him like he could potentially be um, a day one or day two NFL draft pick. And, I mean, you see the speed, you see the athleticism, the ability, the potential there. It just hasn't really come together. And last year he didn't see the field a whole lot. And we never got a great explanation as to why that was. I don't know if it was injury. I don't know if something was going on behind the scenes. But he didn't play a lot. And it doesn't really feel like he's necessarily the starter, but I think Kim and Keaton Stewart are both guys that have played a lot of football that know, you know, what they're doing and that have the ability to to sub in and out and make plays. And then there's a transfer, and this is a transfer that I personally forgot about. And, you know, it's interesting. Like, you look at – you go through the offseason and they sort of pick up these guys as the offseason progresses – and you think, oh, well, you know, they, yeah, they use the portal pretty effectively. But then you look at the actual list and you say, man, they added a lot of players in the transfer portal, they being TCU. And Josh Newton was one of those guys. He's a corner from uh, Louisiana Monroe. And you look at the stats. I mean, they're not necessarily eye-popping. He had two interceptions last year, three interceptions in his career. But he's a big physical corner. Six feet tall, um, weighs around 190. At least that's what they got him listed at. I don't know what kind of beef he put on in the offseason. 
And he's been getting starting reps in camp, and he's one of those guys that the coaching staff has talked about and has been excited about and said, hey, this is a dude that should have been playing Power 5 football. He can play at this level. He can be effective at this level. And so if you have four legitimate corners, and Tomlinson, uh, Newton, Stewart, and Daniels, and you have that ability to sub in and out, that could be a really effective group. And the other thing is, we, we don't know exactly what it's going to look like yet. But the corners were asked to do so much under Coach Patterson. They were out, in, out on an island a lot of the time. Sorry for the baby clothes in the background. We got a new kid coming September 8th. So we're trying to organize this room. Anyway. Um, but there was so much pressure on corners in, in Coach Patterson's defense. Because they, they were on an island most of the time. Matched up one-on-one on the outside. And you just had to make plays. I mean, you had to find a way to shut down your guy. And you're probably going to give up some big plays just given the amount of opportunities that there was one-on-one coverage. So things will be slightly – I mean, things will be different in Joe Gillespie's defense. But I really like the potential of this group. And shifting gears somewhat, another player that's a newcomer. I was talking about Josh Newton. Another player that's a newcomer. Now, this is a true freshman, 17 years old. Dominic Williams comes from Mission Hills, California. 6'2", 325. And I said when Joe Gillespie got the job, I said, you know, one area of this defense is going to be really interesting to see how they sort of um, figure it out is nose tackle because they don't have guys on the roster who really fit that traditional nose tackle body type. And Williams came in. And if you listen to the reporting that Jeremy Clark has done from 247, Horn Frog Blitz, he said that's a guy that, like, the staff, they were up till 2, 3 in the morning the day before signing day because he was committed to Cal. And everybody thought that was a slam dunk, and, and they just worked, you know, and worked and worked, and they got him here. And he had a good spring. And in the fall, there were some murmurs about him. I was like, hey, he's right there. He's running with the twos. And now, as of, like, late last week, he's getting starting reps. And Sonny Dyke said, you know, he said this in a press conference at some point last week, it doesn't always matter who's at the one, you know, who's 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 running with the ones. Obviously, it does a quarterback, but there's a lot of positions on the field where they're going to be rotating people in and out, and they kind of want a 30-man rotation. But still, I mean, it matters in that one – Sonny Misi was there. He was the the guy, and then Williams is now taking over and supplanting him as a starter, and they wouldn't have a depth chart if it didn't matter, okay? That's kind of the bottom line. Now, is it a little concerning to me that you're going to have a a freshly, you know, 18-year-old young man um, going up against grown Big 12 offensive linemen? Yeah. But if he's your best player, he's your best player. And – he uh, spoke to the media today, and you look at him, you're like, man, this he's impressive. Like, he looks like a big-time defensive lineman. I'm just excited about his development, and I hope that all the experience he's supposedly going to get in year one is a big benefit to him. But those two newcomers, Josh Newton and uh, Dominic Williams, big keys for this year's defense coming up. Um, I put a poll out and I wanted to see 
who our uh, our listeners thought, our listeners and our viewers thought would be QB1 for the Colorado game. I got the results and I have some comments from some of you. That's coming up next on Locked on Horn Frogs. Uh, it is Locked on Horn Frogs. It's Monday. Just a few housekeeping things. So uh, you can get Locked on Horn Frogs wherever you get your podcast. You can also find us on YouTube. Here's the thing about YouTube. I kind of have a love-hate relationship with it. Our company is really pushing YouTube. We've had hosts that have been very successful with it. Um, I come from an audio background. It's, as you see my face, I'm sure you can tell that. But uh, I worked in radio for a while. That's how I got into podcasting. And so editing audio, you know, being in that medium is my comfort zone. So it's it's been tough for me. I'll be honest. It's been tough for me to try to be consistent with the YouTube um, content. But if you like it, let me know. You can tweet at me. The show is at Locked on TCU. I'm at Simcox Steven. If you're like, I really like being able to watch this um, as opposed to listening to it, please let me know. And the best way to let me know is to subscribe to the channel. If you subscribe to Locked on Horn Frogs, that tells me, okay, there's an appetite for this, right? Um, so subscribe to that channel. And that tells me, hey, you want more content. And I'm trying to think of some fun things we could do during football season with it. Uh, but for right now, it's just a daily show. Anyway, you can leave me a comment at Locked on TCU, at Locked on Horn Frogs. Um, excuse me, at Locked on TCU or at Simcox Steven. Or just subscribe to the channel. And that would be an effective way to let me know, hey, this is, uh, this is where we're going. Okay, so um, I put this poll out a few days ago. And it, I just simply said, hey, that game one against Colorado, who do you think is going to be the starter? Chandler Morris or Max Duggan? And Chandler won. The results were 70% Chandler, 30% Max Duggan. Now, we still don't have a public announcement. You know, Chandler got in a couple consecutive days of um, reps with the number ones but nothing public from Sonny Dykes yet. And so uh, a couple of you chimed in on this discussion. And one of those was Vincent Rapp, at Vince underscore Rapp on Twitter if you want to follow him. And he says, just my thoughts. We've seen Duggan over the last few years struggle to open receivers. He's a great runner. But Chandler Morris had almost a quarter of Duggan's best passing, best passing year in one game. It's time to see the QB that can air it out and hopefully stay healthy. All right, so... Thank you, Vincent, for uh, for your thoughts. Let me say this. I, I think Chandler's going to end up being the guy. If I had a vote, that's who I'd vote for based on the limited information I have. And you're right. Max Duggan has struggled with his accuracy. He struggled with some of those deep throws that they've asked him to make in the past. He's got a great arm. I mean, has great arm talent. Just don't always know where the ball's going. To a certain extent, I think Max has gotten a raw deal. He's dealt with a tough, bad offensive line. He's dealt with a, a play-calling conundrum, I guess you could say, uh, a clashing of offensive philosophies. At the same time, though, I, I agree with you for the most part. I think Chandler is a gifted passer. The, the one thing I'll say about Chandler is, you're right, Vincent, he did have an amazing game against Baylor. And Max is a really adept runner. And when I think about Max's best games in his career, you know, those upsets of Texas, 
um, beating Oklahoma State at home in 2020, a lot of that damage was done with his legs. The only thing I'll say about Chandler is we do have a very small sample size, right? But I mostly agree with you. I think he is a gifted passer. He makes plays. We saw him make some plays with his feet as well in that game. And I feel like a lot of the short, intermediate throws that this offense is going to ask the quarterback to make suits what Chandler Morris did in high school and suits his game really well. We also heard from our guy Tommy, who's one of our uh, our most loyal listeners. And he's at TRF51. He said, I think they both play, but Chandler's a starter. I also think Sam plays a handful of plays, but probably not at QB. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, we talked about Sam Jackson. They're trying to find a way to get him get the ball in his hands. It's not necessarily at the quarterback position. They put him in the slot. They've done some creative things with him in practice, and I expect that to continue. I think he's going to play. And you, you do make a good point as well. However this ends, I mean, it's hard to stay healthy. And Max really hasn't been able to do it through his career. He's taken a lot of hits. Chandler Morris, you know, I know he's been working with Kaz like everybody else has, and hopefully his body is in, in better condition. But he's kind of got a small frame. And so, yeah, there's a good chance, like, you're going to need your backup QB. And so the the downside of, of this quarterback competition is you don't know how the loser is going to react. Like, you don't know how if, – if Max doesn't get this job and he's been a starter for three years, you know, does he stick it out through the season? I mean, you would hope so. He doesn't really have anywhere to go at the moment. Um, does he completely buy in? I think given what we've seen from Max and his character and just who he is, I would guess that he would. But that is the risk you run when you name a starter. And, I mean, it's going to be tough. Like, I feel for both those guys because I know they've laid it all out there on the line. Um, and we'll see. We'll see if we get an announcement this week. We'll be back tomorrow. This is Locked On Horn Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team, and it's every.